guys, and welcome to 90s Girl Podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts. Um, this podcast is kind of a COVID baby, one would say, um, that we tried to do back in, I don't know, March or April. Yeah, it was April. And um, kind of fell off, but... Now we're back, and we're going to redo this, and it's going to be great. And so, it's going to be better than the first time because absolutely. we're using a mic, and we're actually together this time instead yes. of doing this over FaceTime. We so. are in the same room, and um, yeah, we think it's going to be really good. So um, let's get into it. So I guess we should maybe give a little bit of a backstory about who we are. So um, we are sisters. Mm-hmm. I am the youngest. Um, And I'm Hannah, and I am four years older. Mm -hmm. We grew up in the brink of the 90s. Um, I'm a 92 baby, and Sarah's a 96 baby. And we really just wanted to talk about, like, our experience growing up during that time and what it's like for us now, given that we were children of the 90s and um, things that we remember and loved and hated about growing up during that time and... um, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're where we're at for this. So a lot we, of stuff that we experienced did happen during the two thousands, but we experienced them the way that we did because we were born in the nineties. Hence the title of this podcast. Right. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that we are four years apart, so our perceptions of these things are a little bit different. Um, so I think it brings a cool kind of twist on like what something meant to me versus what it meant to you, even mm-hmm. though we were living it at the same time. You were so much younger than me that yeah, it just was different. But it's also weird because, like, now I don't feel that much younger than you, right. but we had such different experiences growing up. Right. It's crazy how much four years really can make such a big difference in how you experience life when you're younger. Right. Um. So, yeah, we uh, hope that this is entertaining and that, you know, some of you can relate to the experiences that we've had Mm -hmm. we definitely down the road once this kind of gets bigger we want to do like listener stories and we want to add other people's experiences as well as our own right and create just a space of nostalgia for everyone um the other thing is that we want this to be entertaining we're not super politically correct or um, never (laughs) i also don't want to say that we're a pg because that's probably not the reality of the situation. So that's your disclaimer up front. This might not be a family show, <laughs> depending on the episode. And depending on your family. Could be a family show. Amen. Just that depends on what you go through. Yep. <laughs> so for our first episode, we are nearing the end of summer and school is starting back. It's weird. And it's been a weird summer. Very um, weird. So we wanted to kick this off by talking just a little bit about what summer was like growing up and how different it is than this year specifically, but also just in general for children. Um, so that includes like going to the pool and summer sports and camp and the anticipation for the upcoming school semester mm-hmm. and just all of those things that we experience as kids that are so different to how kids these days are experiencing summer because it's a totally different ballpark right now. Right. So I guess I will start. Um, so when I was, I think, eight, maybe seven, my grandmother decided that I needed to go to sleepaway camp. And I had never done that before. I didn't um, realize that she made that decision for you. Yeah, she was like, here's the camp, here's the pamphlet. Like, I signed her up. 
Oh my God. Like <laughs> that's just kind of how it was. So it was a two week overnight camp in North Carolina. We're from Georgia and um, I had never been away from my parents for that long, let alone two weeks. I mean, that seems like an outrageous amount of time to be away from your parents when you're like eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was super, super excited about it. We grew up watching The Parent Trap. So like we saw, <laughs> we saw the whole like cliche camp experience and I, so I got a trunk. I had like a little camp uniform. We stayed in a cabin with bunk beds and counselors and it was like the like legit movie camp experience. And it was absolutely everything. It was this beautiful property. We had um, a lake with like a big blob and they had a water trampoline and um, there was horseback riding. We had a rock climbing wall. There was a dining hall. Um, We sang like blessings before each meal. Like there were songs that you would sing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you had like table duties. So like, I guess it was called K- KP duty, kitchen police or whatever. Kitchen patrol. Kitchen patrol. Okay. So we'd have to, we'd show up for meals early and we'd set the tables or we'd like get everything set out. And then some people had to clean it up and it rotated by cabin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember, I never once felt a little bit homesick. I wasn't worried about going away for that long. I got there and it was like I was in my place and that was exactly where I was supposed to be. So the first cabin I was in was called Holly and all the cabins in the camp were named after trees or like bushes. Mm-hmm. So I was in Holly and it was like the the baby cabin because for the most part it was a three-week camp. But like if it was your first year or you were younger, you could only stay for two The other thing that happened at the beginning was they would, so you get there and you sign up for all your classes and stuff. So it was kind of like an alternating schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you'd have six different activities plus swimming. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you'd have six other activities plus swimming. And then on Sunday was like a rest day and like you did more like they had, like, programs and... Um, like, church. And- yeah, just, like, activities and stuff that we all did together instead of, like, breakout sessions. The first night of camp, they had a tribe ceremony. A what? <laughs> yeah. So, this is one of those things where, like, I don't know if they're still doing it now, but it is, like... Like, I don't know if that would fly these No, days. it is full-on cultural appropriation. We did that... Okay, I'll wait my turn. But, yeah, so you were sorted into your tribes. So, I was a Cherokee, and there were three tribes. It was Cherokee, Mohawk, and Navajo. And, basically, it was, like, a camp sorority for all intents and purposes. And <laughs> you had... You got to vote on the tribe president... You voted on the vice president. And these are people that we literally met that same day, I'm saying, by the you way. didn't know these no, people No, we didn't know all. them. And there were some, like, veterans, and they were like, I've been a camper for five years, so I would make a good president because blah, blah, blah. And then we had, oh, like, tribe cheerleaders. <laughs> this sounds so inappropriate. <laughs> and it never, like, seemed... It was never... Like, I don't remember being catty or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a tribe cheerleader. Ooh, um, go team. And basically, we had all these different chants, and we'd do competitions against the other tribes. And at the end, I guess you got points throughout the whole session. At the, at the end, they did tribe day. And whoever had the most points at the end of the weeks, or I guess, yeah, the end of the whole session, won. And that prize was literally just bragging rights. Because people, there were three sessions, and I think people would come back 
typically to the session. Like I was always the third session. So you'd like end up with the same campers every now and then. And like I had girls from my cabin like all three years that I went there. The other awesome, this of course this is awesome. This is just like very on brand for me, but we had, it, so it was an all girls camp. And I think maybe once a week or like once a session, maybe twice a session, we'd have a dance with like an all boys <laughs> camp from like around the corner. There were a couple different boys camps that were happening there. And they would either come to our camp and we'd have like, they'd have dinner with us and we'd have a dance or whatever, or we'd wow. go to their camp. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so the first, this was my last year of camp. So this was the summer before I went into sixth grade. So I was 11. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was 11. First of all, I started my period at camp. <laughs> oh my. No, you did not. I did, yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, I started my period at camp, um, was fully unprepared for that, cried about it, and went to my counselor. Wait a second. Didn't your counselor have to tell you how to put a tampon in or something? No, I did not put a tampon in. Oh my Why god, I was I, terrified. Who was I talking? Keep going. So she like got me like some supplies, and I I remember, I will never forget this. I went up to her, and I was like... I think I started. And she's like, started what? Because <laughs> I like did not want to say period. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to say it. Didn't want to like, it was just, no, not happening. So anyways, that was super fun. But we had this dance. It was like the mountain beach party or something. Oh my God. Which sounds like just from like a, like a bad college movie or something. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. The first time they came to our camp and... We hung out with the guys. We, I remember, like, we'd all go swimming and stuff in the lake, and then they'd let the guys, like, use our showers because they were communal showers. We didn't have showers in the cabin. Oh, really? Yeah, we had to, like, walk down, like, around the corner to go take a shower. It was awful. But then I remember I met this kid at camp named CJ, who was – he went to the boys' camp, and we, like, danced together at the dance. Ooh. And then – a co- the next week we had a dance at their camp and th- so we did the mountain beach party there mm-hmm. at their camp and then all the girls got to like change and go to the dance and then they had like a reptile show for us like this is so weird but like we all sat down and like they showed us like snakes and like lizards and weird shit and then we all got on the bus and I remember I asked him Nothing for... Nothing like grinding on each other and then going and looking at alligators. No, 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 no. There was no grinding. Leave room for Jesus. Mm, right, right, Teddy right. bear rule. Arms straight. No bent elbows. It was like full on like you could not like touch your bodies. Oh. And I remember the day after dances, um, the camp director, Miss Judy, would do this thing where she'd have everyone stand up and like... If you, she's like, if you wash your face this morning, you can remain standing. And if you didn't wash your face, you sat down. Brush your teeth, sit down. Like, wow, so she's just calling out everybody with bad hygiene. Basically. <laughs> but then, like, it kept going on and on. And I remember, like, the day after dances, it was like, if you danced with a boy last night, you may remain standing. If you got his phone number, if you got his address, blah, blah, blah. If you kissed him, like, <gasps> bloody blah. She asked, what? Yeah, that was, like, a thing. And people, and, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, yeah. But I remember I got his address... And I wrote and so him. you just said, I did. I'm staying standing. Ha ha. I did not kiss him, though. And I remember I wrote him a letter at camp. And I remember vividly writing in my little journal at camp that I was full on in love with him. We were getting married. He lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and that was it. I was engaged. Wow. I mean, um, what we a actually love story. we did um, keep in touch after that for a little while. Um, we would like chat on Instant Messenger, and um, his sister wrote me a letter and sent me one of his school pictures in the letter. Aww. Yeah. What a nice wing woman. She was his twin sister. They were they were buddies. Aw, I love that for them. Did um, she go to your camp? No, I didn't know her. Oh, wow. Um, How yeah, cute. That was my camp experience. It was the best place ever, though. Like, I I don't know why I stopped going. I guess it was, like, brutally expensive. Um, Understandably so, because you had awesome programs, like archery and... Yes. They like, let me shoot a rifle riding. when I was 10 years old. That seems, like, totally insane. I'm sorry. A rifle. You shot a rifle <laughs> at 10 years old. I at shot Summer a rifle. Camp. Yes, I can't. And you want to know what's worse? Okay, this was all the same year. Damn, this was the best year that we had. So there was a, it was mostly all girl counselors, but some of the activities, they'd have a guy working. Um, so I remember. Ooh, that last, they had a guy working? The last year. You already know those girls are going crazy over those guy um, counselors. Listen, you have no idea. His name was Graham. He was the only bar on the whole damn property. <laughs> and he was 16 years old, teaching 10-year-olds how to shoot a rifle. That seems really unsafe. And we all thought that, like, he had a thing with one of the counselors, and we were all super jealous. We like, did. I can't believe that she would do that. Like, how dare she? Take him from you guys? Yes. Uh, yep. Electric chair. Unacceptable. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit, that was good shit. Camp was the bomb. Yeah. I, I would, I would relive that if I could, for sure. Yeah, I think I have the same, like, fond memories about my camp, but I went there for so long. Yeah. Like, half of my life, at least one week of my summers was, yeah. was spent at my camp. That's weird that it was only a week for you. I know, like, and it can feels you like it was, it feels like it was forever. Yeah. Three weeks was, like, the perfect amount of time. Yeah, I definitely think that I could have at least done with two. Yeah. But you know what? Did you guys get to do laundry? No. Oh, yes, we did. They had a laundry service. We They'd come pick it up for us and bring it back. Okay, yeah, because by the end of the week, your stuff was disgusting. Yeah, no, we did have laundry. You had to, like, hang your stuff out on the clothesline, and you would sweat, and it was, like, Georgia summer, which means that it was super hot and muggy and... Nothing ever got dry and everything yeah. smelled like mildew by the end of the week. And, like, we cleaned. We cleaned the cabins. Mm-hmm. We did that, too. There was always competitions to, like, they had Yeah, cabins. we had that, too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, so I went to the same camp that Sarah did one year. But it was, like, a different type. Like, I went to, like, an arts kind of session. I don't understand she, why they signed you up for that not me. The arts one? Yeah, the PA camp. Performing arts It camp, wasn't yeah. performing arts. It was, like, uh, visual arts. Oh, like they didn't have that in pottery the time that I was going. Yeah, stuff. I think Jeannie was doing leading a pottery thing, so that's why I did it. But yeah, it was just a little bit different, and um, I had fun there. I had a really good time, and I kept in touch with a lot of those girls because they were local mm-hmm. for a little while, at least not not forever. But yeah, so I went to a Christian camp. I started going. I think summer after summer after fourth grade. I think summer before fourth grade is the first year that you can go. And I went summer before 5th. It was either that or the other way around. Summer after 4th is the first that you can go. And I went summer after 5th. But I know that I missed a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went after that every single year for at least one week a year. When I started being able to go for more than one week, I was there for more than one week. That didn't happen until I was in high school, I think. And I would go for youth camp or something. I went yeah. for youth camp. And then I would counsel for a week. And then I would come back for work camp at the end of the summer. And then one summer I did youth camp. 
counseled, work camp, and then Amaya's house. So I went for four weeks one summer. But it's all it's all broken up. Like youth camp was like yeah. at one time, and then you would go home for two weeks, and then you would come back to council, and then you would go home, and then work camp was the last uh, camp at the in the summer. So you would come right. back like at the very end of the summer, right before school started. But it was I mean I looked forward to that every single year. Yeah, that was the highlight of my my year, going back to that camp. Can you imagine if? This summer would have been like your last year to like be a camper, and you and couldn't go. They didn't have camp this summer. Yeah. No one went. Can you imagine though? Like I would this... have cried for days. Yeah. Oh my god, my last year of camp. You look forward to that because, you know, we sing these songs at night. Okay, so let me just like go through the day. Okay, so we would wake up in the morning. The bell would ring at like oh the freaking bells. <laughs> It would ring at, like, 7 o'clock. I was almost a little disappointed because remember when we talked about the parent trap? I was almost kind of disappointed that no one played that trumpet thing that they had uh-huh. in there. Very sad. Oh, we had that. You had the trumpet? It wasn't a real Shut trumpet, up. but it was a recording. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was... I have never been more jealous of you than I am in this moment right now. It was very cliche. We just had a stupid bell that would wake us up at, like, 7 o'clock or something like that, which was way earlier than I wanted to wake up back mm-hmm. then. If I was in high school, I was waking up at, like, noon every day. Yeah. And then I would go to camp and have to wake up at 7. I think not. <laughs> and there were always a couple of girls that would get up early and go take a shower and get their hair done. and Not get their hair done, but, like, blow dry it or straighten it before breakfast or whatever. So we would wake up at 7, go down for breakfast, and then we would come back up, and that's when we would do cabin cleanup. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the points for the end of the week. Like, you were competing to win. hmm And if you, like, made a theme or left, like, candy and snacks out for the staffers who were judging, like, you know, bribe them. Yes, and then you would, like, win. Um, and they would announce the winner at lunch. Every time you won cabin cleanup, you got points. Right, right. And if you won, like, a competition or, like, a kickball tournament, tournament or, like, they had a four-square tournament one day. Like, uh-huh. if your cabin won that, you would get more points. And all of those would be calculated at the end for the banner. Uh-huh. And if you're... You would pick a team name for your cabin, and then you would get... Like, your name would be on the banner. And there were a ton of banners up around. Like, banners from, like, the ni- the mid-90s right. were still up when I was in there. And my, ca- my cabin won, like, twice. I'm up in that... ODH for the rest of the time. Were you in the same cabin every year? Like, how many girls' cabins were there? I think there's only six. Dang, my camp was huge. Yeah. There were, there were, were like, how many beds were in each cabin? Oh, man. 20? Are you serious? It was huge. Oh, yeah, you had communal bathrooms, so I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we had, I think there were three hillside cabins, six lakeside cabins, and then another five to ten hilltop cabins. All with... 20 bunks in each? I mean, not, 20. not, probably not, let's say 16 to be generous. Actually, no, let's even say 12. Okay. But that's, that's what? That's so many girls. That's like 15 to 20 cabins. Yeah. That's crazy. Times 12 girls, so 144 to 200 campers. That's a lot of there girls. Were a, it was huge. Like, there were a ton of people. Yeah. And I, I really think it was probably more than that. My last year of camp they had to take over one of the boys' hill cabins for girls, and I stayed over there my last year. Uh-huh. But no, I, so to answer your question, no, I wasn't in the same cabin every year. Okay. I, I was in Luke, too, when I was there. When I start, I think I was only in Luke one time. 
Every other time it was an Epps, mm-hmm. which sucked because it was the furthest cabin up. Ooh, yeah. And you had so many stairs to walk up. I do and, remember those stairs. But by the end of the week, my legs were popping. Um, it was impossible for me when I got stung by the the yellow jacket because I mm-hmm. had to walk up that hill and I couldn't. Yeah, so to walk up the hill, to get to Luke, you had to walk up the hill. Mm-hmm. Epps and Claiburn had stairs that we like, walked up the off. stairs and then the hill, right? Yeah, for Luke, you would you would go mm-hmm. up the stairs in front of the Alexander, which was the nurse's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would go up the hill. Yeah. This, the, my vivid memory is of the nurse's office because mm-hmm. I had to go there to get the ace bandage for my foot. So as far as picking cabins go. Mm-hmm. So when you're younger, you just get placed in a cabin. And then as you got older, you could write down your name on the cabin that you wanted. The first day of camp? Mm-hmm. So they hadn't made cabin assignments until you guys literally were on the premises? Well, when you were younger, you got them. I just find that crazy that, like, they had a whole group of campers coming that didn't have cabin assignments when you picked them yourself. Well, you signed up. Like, they knew how many girls were coming and how many guys were coming. And so for my first year, I didn't know anybody in my cabin. And I think the second year is when I met the girl that was my best friend for the rest of camp. Yeah. And every year after that, like, when you were younger, you could ask for a cabin mate. Like, you could request someone. Mm-hmm. And she just always got put in my cabin. And then when we got old enough to pick our own, that's when, like, Sometimes we would go together. Right. Um, And then once we got old enough to drive, you would just drive you and your friends up. That's a weird concept to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was weird when we did it. I was so young. But it was really nice to just be able to leave when camp was over. Mm -hmm. Like, you could just pack your stuff in your car. You could wander around as much as you wanted. And then whenever you're ready, you could just leave. Right. Having to wait for your parents. There was one year where our parents were so late to get me that it was, like, me and one other person. And I had to sit in, like, the office until I got there. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> why did they say why they were late? I don't know, probably traffic or something. We had like kind of family day, I feel like on the last day at my camp. We had the tribe competitions like throughout the whole The tribe competition. I'm right? so over that. Throughout the whole camp. And then the last day of camp, the day before we went home, was tribe day. Mm-hmm. And so that was a day full of just like all sorts of competitions and that's the only thing we did. Mm-hmm. And I remember my last year there, I entered in speed climbing, like speed rock climbing for my for my tribe, and you I won. You loved rock climbing back mm-hmm. in the day. I, I remember that. I was good at it, and I won. Of course you did. And um, my tribe won. I'm pretty sure my tribe won every year that I was there. Really? Um, yeah. We were the strongest tribe. <laughs> and then the last, so the last night, oh my god, the last night was my favorite night. We had this like service where we would go to the lake and we'd put candles out on the lake. It was a candlelight service and everyone would just cry and like hug each other because they were sad that they were going to leave. That's that's what I wanted to get at just a minute ago when I was talking about my last year of camp mm-hmm. and how I would have gotten so mad if my last year got taken away from me mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, so after, I didn't even finish talking about the our full day. After cabin cleanup, we would go back down the hill. They would ring the bell again when like time was up and we would go back down the hill for morning singing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really lame now. Morning it was the singing. Most fun. It was honestly the best time ever. You uh-huh. would go back down for morning singing and then morning program. And we had deans for the week and they would, like, you would break out into small groups and then you would do something, like, religious or whatever. Like, right. you would talk about, like, a story from the Bible. Some weeks you would act it out. Like, when you were younger, you would, like, do a skit for the end of the week mm-hmm. or... You would have, like, little crafts or something to do. After morning program, I guess you would go straight into lunch. Like, after... Because morning program lasted all morning. Okay. You had small group stuff, and then you would come back and do the dean's program. Right. So it lasted all morning. 
And then you would go to lunch, and then after lunch, you would go up the hill for rest period. Did you do, like, activities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you would come back down after rest period for afternoon activities. Okay. You would go to three of them. Mm -hmm. And you could do the art shack. All the girls were in the art shack, man. It was the place to be. Yeah. You could go to art shack. You could go to rec, which was, like, if you had to go to rec, you would go to rec. When you were younger, you didn't get to choose. Mm -hmm. And, like, you would be put in an afternoon group, and then you would just go where your group was going. And then after that, you would sign up, and then you'd just go on your own. Right. Yeah, you would have afternoon activities. I think that there were four, and you could go to three of them. Mm -hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be remembering that wrong. Yeah. Um, It's been, like, five years since I went. Yeah. Which sounds weird. That's a long time. The last time I went to camp was 15 years ago. Because I didn't go after middle school. Yeah, that's weird. And you still remember it so vividly. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And I don't remember a thing. (laughs) But I think I have memory loss. So what did you guys do, like, later in the afternoon after your activities? So you would have two and then a break and then one. And in that break, you would go to canteen. Mm -hmm. And that's where you would pick up your care packages, which I maybe got one the entire time I went to camp. And I went for 10 years. Yeah. And there were some people who got one, like, every single day. That's insane. Like, their parents sent it, like, two days before they went to camp, so it would get there on their first day. But you guys did send me letters every day. Mm-hmm. I got emails I sent from emails. you guys. Mm-hmm. I loved getting those. They made yeah. me really happy. And they would print them out. Dad would always put, like, a crossword or a word search or something. Or a Sudoku. Yeah. What a good guy. Okay, so you would go to canteen. And then after canteen, you would go to your third activity. And then you would go upstairs and get ready for dinner. Uh-huh. And then you would have, like, a nighttime program, typically. There was always something going on. Like, sometimes we would have, like, a pool night. Or kickball, or mm-hmm. you know, um, and we would play games or like capture the flag or yeah. At mine, they did this like bonfire thing, and they were like all the counselors got off and they're going. They said they were going to like a journey concert or something. Wait, okay, wait a second. Yeah, are you talking about the Cherokee pageant? Uh, I don't know. They told ghost stories and they rang the bell and they they yelled about stuff around the bonfire. Were they in costume? I think so. Okay, that's the Cherokee pageant. That's what I was going to talk about. Oh, when you shit. Were t- when you were saying the, oh my god, Hannah, it's so bad. And, like, it's still done. And I, I don't forgot, understand why. I forgot about I think that. it's because they, like, tried to be mindful about, like, being respectful of the people that lived in that space. Well, they definitely talked about the history. Yeah, like, before we went, we had, they sat us all down and they read us the history and, like, we talked about it. Right. When I was younger, they did tell us that all the counselors were off that night and they were going somewhere. Yeah. And they were all the ones that were dressed up. Right, right, right. They would go and shower and our showers would be bright freaking red when we came back. And <laughs> we were like, mm-hmm, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, and they would come out. down for nighttime singing and they would still have, like, pain around their ears. And at that point, there was no point in them. I think they stopped lying to us at some point about that. But yeah. And, like, when I was a counselor, we didn't lie about it anymore. Interesting. We just said, like, please take this seriously. We're really trying to... Maybe that's why it was okay, because... But it still feels wrong. Like, even them saying, like, we're doing this out of respect, and... Yeah, like, the reenactment part of it seems, like, for why. I don't understand how that's okay. And I'm not coming for you at my camp, because I want you guys to keep it forever, and that was part of my childhood. Right. But it just... I don't understand how that's, like... How it's not, like, cultural appropriation. Right. I mean, I guess it, it is. It is. Really? <laughs> and then when we got to, I think it was intermediate camp. It was either junior or intermediate camp when we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. That's when we started having the dance. And that was when things got freaky deaky up in that camp. They would have it. 
So they would have the dance in the old dining hall, and they would turn the lights off. And if you were grinding, you were grinding, you know? Damn, it was like People, homecoming. Yeah, and, like, they would, you would get asked to the dance, too. <laughs> yeah. Like a date? Yeah, like a date. Oh, my God. I remember one guy asked me, I think he... Oh, oh, my God, I remember who it was. And he asked me to the dance. And then his one dance move, and we're filming this so yeah. we can post this on our Instagram if you guys want to see what I'm talking about, but he would do this. This was his dance move. I was so embarrassed. I think I, like, tried to stand him up, but, like, what was I going to do? Not go? <laughs> Did anyone not go? No, you had to go to the dance. Everyone right. Went to you the can't dance. just, you like, not, just go. not go to the dance. <laughs> you can't just opt out. Damn. And I think I tried to avoid him, but I obviously couldn't because we were, like, in it's a small a space. It's a really small room. At the end of our day, you would sing nighttime songs, and then you would go to bed. It was after the nighttime program. You would sing your songs. Mm-hmm. And you would have snack. Like, during nighttime. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember snack. They would give you two cookies and a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, the last night of camp for, like, the older campers, it's mm-hmm. always this big emotional thing. Actually, it's always emotional, but, like, it's really, really, really emotional for the old people. They all sit together. The old people. They're, like, <laughs> the six teenagers. years younger than me now, but, like, the old people, you know? Um, and they would all sit together, and you would hug each other and cry, and they would put up a slideshow. They always did a slideshow of all the pictures mm-hmm. from camp, and that was always a really emotional thing, too. Thinking about this in my head just makes me, like, cringe. Yeah, but, but also, I get it, it. Experiencing it was so powerful. Yeah. Like, well, especially if you had grown up going to that camp. Like, I was emotional about it, and I only went to mine for three years. Yeah. I also didn't know that my last year was going to be the last year there, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. For me, it was like, this is it. Yeah. And if I don't apply for staff, I'm not coming back. Right. That seven-day camp session felt like a semester of school. Yeah. With the amount of drama that would come up. It was crazy. Dude, that's what happens when you put boys and girls together like that. Yeah. Like, there and was then, very little drama at mine because it wasn't co-ed. Yeah. Yes. We actually had this thing going on later on. We did it at work camp every year. Mm-hmm. And we called it etiquette lunch. Okay. And you would... All the girls got all dressed up and all pretty and you would line up going down the stairs in front of the, like, nurse's office or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and all the boys would line up at the bottom of boys' hall. They'd be all dressed up. And then... It was July. It was boiling hot outside and guys would be in like dress shirts and like they'd be sweating also like that is very assuming of oh yeah heterosexuality all of that yikes yeah and this is a pretty progressive place you would think they just had like i feel like they had traditions well it was traditions in like school i feel like that's the kind of environment where it would be really hard to be sensitive about gender roles and you know people's gender identities and stuff like that Uh because you're in a girl's cabin. Right. You're in a guy's cabin. Like, how do you... And they didn't know, like, what to do if someone identifies as a man, but, like, physiologically appears as a woman. But, yeah, it was very assuming. But, so, you would have the edit kill lunch, and you would meet at the bottom of the hill, they would walk you in, and they would pull your chair out, and then they would, like, the guys would go get your food for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds disgusting now, but, like... In the moment, I was like, mm, go get my food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I loved it because I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then you would have, they would play, all the staffers would play, like, a stupid song on the guitar. It was probably, like, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion or something. And you would right. all, like, dance around the cafeteria or the dining hall. Right. But that was another one of those things that, like, I don't know how much that would fly. Right. I wonder if they still do this. 
Yeah, me too. I would love to, like, know what actually goes on. I'm going to look it up later. I cannot wait to hear what it's like when I have kids, you know? Yeah, for like, sure. Like, what, what going to camp is like. Are you going to try and send them back to where you went? I don't know. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like by the time we have I'm kids. a little worried about sending any heir of my own to a co-ed camp. Like, that seems like a really bold, dangerous move. You can't do anything. Like, you can't sneak out. You can't... I stopped going the summer after I graduated from high school. And then my youngest staffer was probably 18. That seems like a recipe for disaster. It was. Damn. Yeah. Good times, though. Honestly, I can't wait to send my kids. Send us an Instagram message, DM us, whatever. Tell us about your camp stories. We want to hear all the, like, crazy shit that went down at your camps. Yeah, I have to hear it. Because I feel like mine was really tame. Yours was pushing it because it was co-ed, but, like, still pretty tame. When it got older, not as tame. But, yeah, I want to hear all about it. The next thing that we want to talk about is just, like, the average summer vacation. Because ours were pretty memorable. Quite. I feel like our, our summers were the only time that we ever really bonded. Mm-hmm. I barely saw you during the school year. Yeah. I don't remember you being there, actually, for, like, a majority of my childhood during the school year. That's because I was in my room on the phone. I feel like my whole summer revolved around swim team and the pool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, Because, no doubt, I was kind of a kick-ass swimmer when I was a kid. Um, that faded fast by the time I reached middle school, but I was really good up until, like, age 11 or so. And so we'd have morning practice either at 9 or 10. And then then a lot of times I'd go to both. Mm -hmm, Because by the time I was older, I was a... I mean, you were already at the pool. Right. I was, like, a coach's assistant, too. So I'd, like, stay and help the little ones. Like, it was older kids was the early practice, and then little kids was the second practice. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing in the afternoon. I'd usually go to one of the afternoon practices, too, because literally during the day... We would stay at the pool all day. Mm-hmm. You'd maybe go home for lunch. Right. Or you'd eat it there. They used to have Hot Pockets. <gasps> oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. So you would either go home for lunch or you would eat it at the pool. And it was always, like, one of our – not one of our friends. Like, there are kids your age, kids my age, and then, like, four to five years older than me. Yeah. And those were, like, the lifeguards and, like, the swim coaches and stuff. And then – it was just yeah, like everything was pretty spaced. Yeah, it was like little groups of people. And we'd go and like when I was in, I don't know, like eighth and ninth grade, like all my friends were the lifeguards. Mm-hmm. And they were also the swim coaches, and I would just help out. But like we had nothing, I couldn't drive, I didn't have anything better to do. So we'd just like literally go and stay at the pool all freaking day. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because that's kind of how my summer was this year because I had yeah, literally same. nothing going on. But it just felt, it, like, felt so different. And the vibe there is so different than it was when we were growing up. Yeah, now the vibe is super weird. Well, it was also there were a lot more adults there. Like, when, when we were there, like, literally. Oh, yeah. Like, the adults would just leave the kids. There were no adults because they'd go to work and we, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. But we all had bikes so we could bike down to the pool. It was a pool in our neighborhood, by the way. And I wonder what the vibe is going to be like. In a couple of years when the kids that we, like, know this year, like, the little ones of this yeah. year are a couple years older. Yeah. They don't have a swim team right now. So, right. Th- there's a couple of things. They don't have a swim team, which means that, like, there's not a huge community of children. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger community than it used to be, but still not a big one. And they don't have something that they're all doing together. So, it's 
like just little clicks that run around. Yeah. And then they also like their parents aren't going to work, so their parents are with them the whole time that they're there anyway. So it's just they they have such a different experience than we had because it was just a free for all. I think they changed the rules too. Like at some point. They had to implement a rule that said if you were under 13, you couldn't be there without a parent. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I wonder if that's why you weren't there as much as I was because I wasn't. I think that was probably after I turned, like, around the time that I turned 13, though. You think? I think so, yeah. I don't know because I remember there was a point when I was old enough to, like, watch you. At least I don't remember that being the reason I didn't go. Yeah. It might have been the reason I didn't go, but I don't remember that being it. Very weird. But, yeah, like, I mean, this summer, like, parents... There's plenty of parents that, like, are able to bring their kids to the pool, like, mm-hmm. during the day. And they stay there with them. So, like, it's literally not, like, kids running around. I feel like the age now that you can be there alone is older. Like, what, like, 16 or something? Yeah, maybe something. Maybe 14. Maybe. Um, I don't trust any of those kids there to be there by themselves anyways. So. Right. Well, one of the lifeguards this year was 15 years old. Which is so weird. Like, <laughs> like that. How is that allowed? I don't know. They can even drive themselves to work. Right? He has to have his parents drop him off. Okay, so when I was... uh, It was the summer after freshman year of high school. There was one lifeguard there who I, like, totally had a crush on. And we, like, became pretty good friends. And I was a little young for this, too. Oh, yeah. He was way older than me. Yeah. Like, way too old I didn't ever realize your age difference until, like, recently. Yeah. He was was 18 that year. How old were you? I was about to be 15. He was ex- almost exactly four years older than me. He turned 19 before I turned 15. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, I mean, obviously nothing ever happened. Like, I was, well, yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. a te- child. But we were just, like, really good friends. And we'd, you know, I'd always make sure, like, I'd see when he was working. And he was also, like, on the swim team and coached. So I just, like, was with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my favorite summer because literally during the day, during the week, we'd just, like, hang out. You know, no one... I don't remember ever, anyone ever being there. So, like, I I would, like, sit up on the, like, lifeguard bench mm-hmm. and just, like, talk to him. And, like, there's pictures on my Facebook from years ago where, like, we were all just, like, chasing each other around with noodles and, like, smacking each other. And, like, there were never any parents. Like, where were our parents? No idea. I remember mom would come to the pool after, after work. work. When she was in her work clothes while we were doing afternoon swim. Uh-huh. The only place that we could get food, we'd order pizza sometimes or we'd go to Taco Bell because it was, like, walking distance from our house. It was the only fast food restaurant anywhere near us. I never partook in that, I don't think. Oh, Maybe I did a couple of times, but, like, I don't remember it. That must have been middle school when we did that because we didn't have cars. That was the summer that the Crunchwrap Supreme came out. <laughs> I will never forget how lit we all were for the Crunchwrap Supreme. It was just, like... A different world. And I feel like parents now, like, parents of children <laughs> that are the age that we were during that time are so much more, like, strict. And- yeah, it's because they started feeding their kids organic food. <laughs> I blame a lot of issues with young children on that. Yeah, I don't even know. Give them some GMOs and call it a day. I don't even know what, who their parents are, like, how old their parents are, but... They just, like, they watch them so much more carefully yeah, than ours did. And we were fine. I mean, honest to God, nothing shady ever happened at the pool. 
Yeah, no. Like, I never, like... I mean, there were a couple times where boys would, like, chase you into the bathroom and give you a sex bracelet. You remember those little oh, black man. rubber bracelets? Yes. They would chase you into the bathroom and give you one of those. <laughs> I remember who did it, too. I remember yep. him. Nasty. There was one, oh my god, my favorite memory, not my favorite memory, they're all too good, but one of my favorite <laughs> memories was there was a boy in my neighborhood and he <laughs> he wanted to kiss my friend. Oh my, I remember this and story. The, it was me and like her and one other girlfriend that we had and me and the girl were hiding in the woods and the other girl was with him out in the field and she was like, you know in the movie when like the guy tries to kiss the girl... Oh, man, I don't remember how she put it, but basically she set him up for him to be like, you know, in the movies when a girl, when a guy tries to kiss a girl and she slaps him and he's like, yeah. And she said, well, I know who's next. (laughs) And he said, who? And she said, you. Oh, my God. And then we all ran out of the trees like, like squealing about it. In the backfield. Yep. The good times. Man, some stuff went down in that backfield. Manhunt. Manhunt. That's exactly where I was going with that. Every, like, Friday or Saturday night, probably Friday night, mm-hmm. if you would be at the pool all day long and then your parents would come up, you would grill out, you would eat your dinner, and then you would go home, or you had it with you. You would go home and you would put on your black clothing, all black, and then you would go back to the pool and it would be manhunt time. And I don't even remember the rules of the game or how you won, or any... I feel like it was, like, capture the flag, but capture the human. Yeah, like, were there teams who won? I don't remember anyone ever actually winning. It was, like, aggressive sardines. <laughs> <laughs> it always got derailed, too. Yeah. Someone always took it too far. Yeah. It was typically, like, Jared or Andy. Yeah. <laughs> there was There was, like, a group of older guys at the pool that were, like, three to five years older than me. And they were kind of like the ringleaders of everything. And we'd like literally sit and wait at the pool waiting for their car to drive up because mm-hmm. they had a very distinct car and it made a lot of noise. And so we'd hear it coming up and we're like, oh, they're here, they're here. We can like, you know, play real games now. Or like, Yeah, time to freaking play ball, man. Right. You would play wall ball. Who came up with these games? I'm sure. Um, like, do, does everyone play these games or was it just us? Because so there's like a concrete slab. It must have been, like, a basketball court or something. I think it was to practice tennis again. Oh, okay. So there was, like, a concrete slab and then this really tall wooden wall, wall, pretty much, that blocked the dumpster. And so you would stand on the concrete slab and you would throw a tennis ball at the wall and you would bounce it off the wall and try and catch it. And if you caught it after a bounce, then the person that threw it was out, right? Or without the bounce. If you caught it without the bounce, the person that threw it was out. And if you caught it, like, if you hit it but didn't catch it, like, if you touched it but didn't catch it, then Mm -hmm. you were out and you had to go stand up against the wall, stretch with your arms stretched out like a T. Spread eagle. Spread eagle. That's what they call it. Yeah, spread eagle. (laughs) And you would wait for the strongest person that was playing to pelt you in the back with the ball. To peg you. Terminology, man. Oh, peg. You're right. I'm sorry. You got pegged. (laughs) Yeah, you got pegged. And it would leave a mark. It was not fun either. And they had a couple of chances, right? Like, three chances to peg you, and if they missed, then you were back in. Or one chance. One chance, and if they missed, you were back in, maybe. But you, you had, had to, to be go. behind that crack. There was a crack in the concrete, mm-hmm. and you had to be behind it and throw it from there. And also, if you... Oh, there were rules about, like, being off of the concrete slab. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like if you threw it off, if you missed the wall, you had to, no, no, you remember if you oh, missed the wall, you had to run. You had to run and touch the wall. And, yeah, tap the wall. Before somebody else picked up the ball and hit the wall. Oh my God. We need to write these rules out so that we can remember them. This like game, all of them. I would love to have a conversation with the people who, like, just like sit I need in someone to explain Manhunt again. Because yeah. I don't remember how. We, I also think I was really scared to play that game because I was scared of the dark. It was scary, especially with the creek and people would go back in the woods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some some of the guys would always like play dirty and like go hide in the boys' bathroom. And I was really terrified to go in that boys' bathroom. I really think it was like hide and seek. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. They called it Manhunt to make it cool. <laughs> Sounded more intense. And we used to play sharks and minnows mm-hmm. in the deep end. Yeah, ships and pirates came about later when yeah, I was. We never, I never played that. Yeah, I we was played like categories sometimes, but not yeah. often. Categories where one person would be on one side of the pool and they would say, like a movie, or they would think of a movie and give the first, maybe like a description of it, and then yeah, so they would give the description of it, and then if you knew it, you would try to swim across. Right. And touch the wall, and then you could, if you guessed it, then you could. Man, I miss those games. We used to play Jump or Dive, which was, <laughs> that was the first time that I ever did a belly flop, and I, like, never wanted to play again after that. Oh, man, just these, like, these games that we played as kids really just molded me into the thick skin human being that I am today. They were good, and they were fun, and we all played together so well. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there was very little drama and if um, there was, it was like, oh, this boy thinks I'm cute. Yeah, we. He <laughs> It was really fun. There was one summer, like later on, like this must have been when I was in high school, but we started playing cards a lot. Oh, really? You, yeah. Um, with like the Millers. Yeah, I don't remember that. What game was that that we would play? I don't remember. Did I play? I don't know. I don't remember if you were there or not. I probably didn't. You at that point, I was like running around with my little friends. Yeah, like if if you were in high school and I was in middle school, I was at Robin Reed's house for the whole summer. Yeah, yeah, I was in high school. I don't remember you being there when I was in high school. Like the <laughs> summer, like the summer after freshman year. Yeah, I had to stop bringing Robin to the pool because she told everyone that her mom was gonna sue them because she got pegged in wall ball. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That I don't think like we I can't. don't know if she remembers that, but people quoted her all the time. Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, I was really embarrassed. I was like, well, can't bring you here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember my friend who lived down the street, she had like a bridge. So there was a creek that ran like to the side of the the pool property. And so a lot of the houses that were on that street would have a little bridge that went over the creek so you could, like, get to the pool through the backfield instead of having to drive around. Those bridges were, like, fear factor. Yes. It was, like, a... Like a two-by-four. <laughs> two-by-four. I would say maybe two two-by-fours side-by-side. Mm-hmm. And that was all that was there. And I remember... No it, railing. No, no, no nothing. No. It was just a plank. Um, And I remember it took me several years to be brave enough to go over there to go over the bridge i guess he's rebuilt it now i would love to go yeah, back it's there thicker and now. um he had to rebuild it. i think it broke she i know she fell off of it once <laughs> in the winter she had this big puffy coat on i always picture that i picture like i know the coat was not that puffy but i picture I know, her, like, so do I, like a marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> with her arms oh. outstretched like that what's interesting too is that very few of the people that we experienced all these 
like memories with live in the neighborhood still oh yeah all the families moved out right and we're the only ones that still go to the pool like we're still members and we spent the whole summer this summer there and it was just so weird like being like a quote-unquote adult for for this because things are so different yeah um like even we got the, asked to be on the pool board right like even on the weekends too it's different like there's no wall ball there's no like manhunt there's no there's no grill out i mean there are some but it's not the same yeah it's because they took that big grill out it's like a little small one that you would have on your yeah. like back deck or they had this huge like pit like barbecue pit that they could I don't know. I remember it would take everyone a long time to get it ready, but like you could mm-hmm. grill but like once it was ready, 10 families worth of food on it at one time. Yeah. And that was just what we did. And all of our parents would get shit faced and mm-hmm. let us and drive, we would the drive car home. home. Yep. It was just around the corner. It wasn't that big of a deal. And we no would one, like sit on their lap. No one they come for us. Um, I feel like everybody had to have done that in their life. Maybe. But we also maybe shouldn't promote our parents drunk driving. Well, they weren't drunk driving. We were driving. <laughs> I do remember by the time I was, like, 14, they let me drive the, the whole car. But it literally was, like, one, two, three turns to get home. And it was no major roads. It was literally just in the neighborhood. Four if you count into the driveway. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, that was just the, the place that we went. Like, every... That was the first place that I ever walked by myself. Mm-hmm. I remember mom would stand at the end of the driveway and dad would stand at the end of the the walk to the pool and I would walk down by myself. Hannah, most terrifying thing I've ever done. Not kidding. Walking because at one point she couldn't see me anymore and he couldn't see me anymore. And Mm -hmm. if I got snatched, I was gone. (laughs) What I would try to do is I would get on my bike and we lived at sort of like the middle of a hill and the pool to get there was downhill. And I would try to see how far I could go not pedaling Mm -hmm. on the bike from the top of our driveway and I'd get almost down to, like, where the curve goes. Yep. Um, and then I had to pedal, like, maybe five times to get to the pool walkway. And then I'd turn in. I couldn't ride a bike, so I never had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I did ride a scooter down there sometimes, too. Oh, that was another thing. We had a tennis court, an old tennis court. And you would, we would, like, make racetracks around. And we would all ride around on our scooters in there. Mm-hmm. That was the infamous, like, if you hit your ankle with the Razor scooter, you were done for. You had to sit out for a couple minutes. Our cousin, like, broke Broke the shit out of her leg. She was barely, she wasn't even really on the scooter. She was kind of just, like, walking in it. She, like, hit a rock and had, like, a spiral fracture on her uh, shin. She didn't have enough calcium. (laughs) She was in a Hope Howard broke her arm there, too. Her wrist, yeah, she fell off a chair. Why was, was she on, on the chair? It was on the 4th of July. She was trying to hang something up. I feel like it was the donuts, the donuts. for the donut eating contest. That was the other thing that we used to do. 4th I, of July popped off. We had bouncy houses. We had competitions. There was like, they would tie a donut on a string and then you would have to eat it without using your hands. And it was like, who can eat it the fastest? And there were people that would house that whole donut in one bite. They'd also do the, they'd throw a bunch of change on the pool and mm-hmm. whoever got the whoever most got Yep. Um... And then they did the watermelon and Vaseline. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they you would have that one where you had to put a lot of t-shirts on in the pool. Was yeah. That it? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, they don't do anything like that anymore. It's because all the fun Summer's people not moved fun. away. Summers are not fun anymore. And I feel so sad for people. Fourth of July this year, like, the, we have good fireworks now. That's the only thing. Fireworks weren't legal when we were kids. And now they are. So the fireworks are bomb. But, like, they don't do anything else. Right. They may have... I. 
I'm going to be interested to see how what it's like next summer. I feel like we just need to take over and reintroduce all this stuff and yeah, just force kids to participate. Yeah. That would be fun. I want there to be a swim team because I want to... Oh, I want to coach it so bad. <laughs> um, pros of having a flexible job is I can do weird stuff like that for fun. Yeah. Um, pros of not having a job. I can... <laughs> <laughs> pros of being fun employed. I get to hang out at the pool all summer. Literally. Um... Yeah, it was it was just weird. And like I know the summer probably like was just different because COVID and, you know. I mean, COVID. maybe, but I feel like it hasn't been good there since we were kids. Yeah, that's probably. Once we true. grew up, all the fun of that place went away. All kids do is they sit around and TikTok all day. That's true. No one wants to play sharks and minnows cuz they want to They definitely do still play sharks and minnows. They still do that. They were doing that all summer. It was ships and pirates. Oh yeah, they played a lot of ships and pirates, but no, yeah. Then they would go in the pavilion during adult swim and make TikToks. Like, that's what you did instead of going and playing wall ball. Yeah, we didn't have cell phones. I mean, I had a cell phone, like, by the end of it. Yeah, but it was but a flip phone or yeah, something. Like you, Mine didn't even have a camera. It didn't work there either. It was, like, a dead zone. We'd have to use the pool phone. There oh, my still God, might I remember be actually, that. I think, I think there probably is, but, like, it's... It's not the same. Like, no. you would call your family from that. Right. And ask them for food or something. Oh, my God. Or make sure that they were Do there. Do you remember that they had a payphone at one point? Was it in, um, where was it? I think where, yeah, was it in, like, by the boys' bathroom? I picture it by the boys' bathroom. I don't know. I picture it on the left side. Like, but, like, in that alcove, right? Yeah. I don't know. I remember that we never had money to put in the payphone. So we'd call, do like a collect call. And if we wanted to call our parents, we'd call them via collect call and they'd hang up and then they'd call us because you could receive calls, but you had to pay to make outgoing calls. So we'd like trick them and not trick them. It was like planned, but like they would know that. Yeah. They'd know to call back because they didn't accept the collect call. Got it. Yeah. I didn't know. Weird. I forgot about that. What else happened there? I feel like that was, like, kind of the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just different because of COVID. Or maybe these kids are just going to have an entirely different upbringing than we had. Yeah. there's. I feel like there's not a lot of kids that, like, could come by themselves. Like, there's not a lot of teenagers in the neighborhood. Yeah. So that's probably why it seems different. It's kind of sad, too, because, like, those memories from the pool were, like, are my fondest memories of childhood. Right. Man, good times. Now I'm sad. Yeah, I'm me too, kind of. This, this summer is over, and, like, the summer was, like, weird, but it was also really fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is this is it. Like, I the honestly, last hurrah. Well, I feel like I can't it's not going to be like this anymore. Yeah, and I can't even complain because, like, I got to spend the last half of my 23rd year at home yeah. or at the pool. I didn't have any responsibilities. I would go to work, like, sometimes. yeah. But, like, I'm not even, like, COVID honestly didn't even really upset me. Right. Like, I'm kind of. It was nice to slow down a little bit. Oh, I have, because I've been go, 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 go for the past, like, Mm -hmm. five years straight. And I've had zero breaks. Yeah. And it was definitely taking a toll on me. Yeah. This year was the, my, like, I'm really happy that it happened this year. Because, like, with last year and, like, having, like, crazy anxiety and buying a house and getting married and stuff. Like, it was really nice to, like not have much to do i mean right. i've still been working plenty but it was it was definitely more slow mm-hmm. um which was nice yeah i agree 
thank you guys for listening. We're super excited to like get back into this. Um, mm-hmm. We have a bunch of episodes planned that we actually recorded previously, but I think we're going to re-record them just to like keep it cohesive and keep it present. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram. The handle is at 90s girl podcast, nine zero, not 90. Um, so it's not spelled out. It's the numbers nine zero. Um, you can find our contact information there and send us an email, send us a DM, um, with your stories. We would love to read them. If there's um, anything specific from your childhood that seems nostalgic that we might relate to, please leave that in an email or a comment too. Cause we would love to talk about things like that. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Any ideas that you have want to hear about, we've got, we've got a lot planned, but, um, we're always open for suggestions. Mm-hmm. And if you have a story that you would love to tell on air, let us know and we'll, try to arrange having you on as a guest because I think that would be really fun. I agree. But we also want to read your stories on the air. So um, send us your stories and we um, will share them. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please make sure that you rate us five stars and leave us a review and just to let us know that we're doing a good job and what you liked and what you didn't like. Yes, please. Um, And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.